Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Got to put that senior in there because I got a junior. LJ, my co-pilot, my co-host, the one that I do this amazing thing we call life with. And uh, man, I'm just excited about another opportunity to get on the mic. Listen, people, it is quarter four. Uh, if you divvied up a year into four quarters, with each quarter being three months, we are now in quarter four. We are in the fourth quarter. And I spoke about it. And so I just want to kind of get into it and like not delay on this, but talking about proper closeout and opening of a new year. And I am a big fan and a proponent of getting that started as early as possible. So that's what we're going to talk about here as we talk about quarter four. And before we get started, y'all know what I like to do, man. Let's pay some bills here. So let's get at it. The Help Myself Podcast, brought to you by Q Images, run by Timothy Quisenberry. It's a world-class, veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site, in-studio, or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures memories and creates experiences. Go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at Q-U-E underscore images. Also, the book, Powered by Purpose, written by none other than your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Get your copy today at thehelpmyselfpodcast.com. Y'all know how I feel about that rush at the end. That uh, that tickles me every time, but we're not going to spend unnecessary time on that portion right there. But quarter four, listen. I um I have actually implemented some things into my planning that um uh, I believe are going to be helpful. Um, you know, I'm already beginning to close out on quarter or the close out on 2023 and starting to really put in work of how we're going to get started in quarter one and quarter two of 2024. And that's calendar years. Obviously, I worked for the United States government for many of the years. And so we are already actually heading rapidly to fiscal year 2024, which will be which begins October 1st. So I'm saying rapidly as I record this, it is not yet October, but I know that when it premieres, it will be October 2nd. When you listen to it, who knows when that'll be? But that's the beautiful thing about podcasts. They are available for you to listen when you are ready and when the time is right. And we try to make sure that there's plenty to listen to. As a matter of fact, I'm proud we are 138 episodes in to the Help Myself podcast. And so 
I am proud that we continue to hop on the mic and bring you quality thoughts. But let's talk about it, quarter four. Um, now, I don't want to get too deep into it in a, a planning conversation or, you know, how to do this and how to do that. But I will share some very interesting and helpful tidbits with you. And we look at it. There's multiple ways to uh, plan, but there's three that I like to consider. And one is your pessimistic planning. Um, two is your realistic planning. And your third is your audacious planning. And so let's break those down. Your pessimistic planning is not planning based on I don't believe, even though the name of it is pessimistic or I've entitled it pessimistic. But what that planning is more based upon is you pessimistically plan based on identified and established weaknesses uh, that you have in your enterprise or that you have in your daily life or However that goes. For instance, when I look at John M. Singletary as an enterprise, the Help Myself Network, um, I tend to procrastinate. Um, I go through phases where I'm extremely creative and motivated, and then I go through phases where I'm less motivated and maybe not feeling like creating or doing the things that I need to do for the podcast. And so my pessimistic plans guard against those times. So a lot of times I create content, podcasts, and come up with the topics in bulk prior to so that I can mitigate those times when I don't get started on time or when maybe I'm mentally, emotionally, or just physically not in a space to be able to present. And a lot of people, um, have given me kudos on how present I am in social media. And I always laugh because I'm I'm not even as half as present on social media as I often make it look. And one of the things I've done for quarter four, um, you know, I've kind of shut that down. So I, I'm going to be able to maintain, I'm, I'm going to let y'all in, all of my listeners, you know, uh, this is a this is a beautiful circle of people that actually pay attention to this. And so I appreciate you. And so I'll let you in on a little something. Um, I've just realized that right now, as I shut down uh, for the end of 2023 and get prepared for 2024, I'm really good right now on social media, um, mental health situations and just really digging in and creating this uh, new phase that I want. I'm good on that. And so um, what I'm doing now is, is that I have the ability to pub the things that uh, I want to. We're doing another relationship roundtable October 11th, myself and Sierra Parker, and we'll have all four couples back. They're not only still together, but all of them are uniquely thriving and moving forward healthily and happily in their relationship. So I'm excited about that roundtable discussion that we'll have. Um, so I will be able to still pub that. I will still be able to continue my streak of putting out the Monday morning mind hack. And I think we are somewhere like 220 straight without a miss. And so I will be able to continue that. But I personally will not be logging in to my personal Facebook 
to my personal Instagram. Um, so if you are trying to reach me, I would definitely say that uh, info at the help myself podcast.com will be the best way to reach me if you do not have uh, my personal contact info. That'll be the best way to reach me here in these next couple of months. I'm just taking a break, um, detoxing from that and really taking some time to uh, really center my mental and emotional health um, so that I can continue to live out my purpose, which is to bring light into the world, to encourage and inspire and to provide opportunities, resources, and information that lifts people up and allows them to operate in their true purpose. And, uh, you know, just to really be frank about it, man, I just want there to be more of an open expression of love in this world. We find every kind of way not to operate in love. And uh, I want to do my part to make it popular and more importantly acceptable to operate and move into love because we we spend so much time finding reasons why we shouldn't operate in love you know especially you talk about men oh it ain't mainly to say you know my friends i ain't gonna say i love him and all this, this other when the reality is love is actually the thing love is actually everything you know and it is uh extremely, extremely essential to all that we do. And the quicker we realize that and find that out and operate in it, I believe the happier we'll be, the better our relationships will be, the better um, our communities and villages will be. So that's so important is to operate in love. And so um, <laughs> that long tangent in relation to my pessimistic planning, planning my pessimistic planning that is a guardrail against my weaknesses that I have acknowledged and that I am aware of. There are several of them. And so I plan pessimistically as a guard against those weaknesses so that I can leverage my strengths. Then the second one would be my realistic plan. This is data-driven, analytics-driven. So this is for instance, taking a look at my social media and seeing my short form content, um, if it's a quick quote, um, it tends to get um, better spin than longer form content. Or um, I tend to get <laughs> on Instagram, sometimes I have fun and do like a toxic Friday. And if I do the carousel the right way, I tend to get better burn uh, with funny clips, pictures, and um, videos in that, um, in that way. Or whenever I do like a post where that's self-depreciating and giving other folks an opportunity to make jokes and have fun at my expense, those often get. And one I've noticed is that when I'm able to tap into a collective memory, um, one of my biggest posts to date has been a conversation about the east side of San Antonio and me sharing my memories and talking about my pride. And, and that has been one that even to this day continues to resonate. Uh, obviously, my highest. Um, well, I got a funny video on TikTok that went semi-viral. And, it was just, and I, I don't even know 
how or why I just I caught a wave and it has been I won't say impossible, but it has been extremely difficult to try to replicate the success of that one. Like I've not gotten anywhere close. Um, but if we talk about one that was uniquely inspired and engineered in a certain way that has gotten me. Actually, no, I take that back because um, I've gotten lots of views on my, um, they're sleeping on me, but nap time is almost over. Kind of a, a clip of me walking and then the book pops up. So that one has, I, I, I think actually that one is number one. When I do the analytics on that one, yeah, because there was an insane number of views um, on that one last time I checked. So, you know, that is one that I leverage. And so when we talk about realistic planning, it's analytics based. It's like what's working and what's not working. And so what, what is something that we can put more effort and more resources behind? Or what is something that we need to plan a bigger piece of, participation in. Um, if I look at the analytics, man, you know, to get more speaking engagements with military organizations to bolster my resume um, and to get more footage of me actually doing the thing that I love, getting on the mic. So that would be my realistic planning is just to look at all of the things that went very well and have items or objects to them that I can replicate and reproduce. And so to take a look at those and to work with that. And then your audacious planning. Your audacious planning is, you know, forward thinking, things that you want to do. You don't know if it's going to be successful or not, but you know that this is going to be a big swing. Um, listen, one of the things you have to understand about an enterprise or anything that you go after that, yes, you can manage the ship, and you can keep everything at a certain level, but you are not really going to know what you're capable of until you take the big swings. And sometimes you have to take those big swings. Listen, you will lose, you will miss, it will hurt. I would not get on this microphone and tell you that every big swing works out how you want it to work, that things go right. A lot of these big swings hurt. A lot of them don't work out. A lot of them fall short. And that is just how the game goes. But even when things don't go the way that you would like to see them go, you got to stay encouraged. Um, and because every once in a while you'll connect. And as you're able to connect, you will be able to reverse engineer what you did right and start to connect. And as you start connecting on those bigger swings, those bigger swings become normal swings. And then you can start taking risks to make even bigger swings. And this is how you will scale out your enterprise, your business, your organization or anything like that. But you've got to take some risks. Listen, you, you can maintain it, but eventually it's going to take growth and movement into the next phase and the next stage. So those are your three kinds of planning when we're talking about closing out quarter four uh, would be your pessimistic planning. This is guarding against established and acknowledged weaknesses. 
then it'd be your realistic planning, which is data and analytic driven. You know, I've had proven success or even proven failure. So this is something I can cut. This is something I can add. This is something I can put more resources behind. And then you got to plan your big swings, your audacious planning. What am I going to do to try and make waves at this next level that is beyond my current reach? And so when you look at those plannings, decide what kind of planning you want to do for your life, for your enterprise, for your organization, whatever it might be that you are, your family, whatever you're doing to plan, consider those type of three. But it's quarter four. And the reason why I think this is important is because this is a space. Listen, here's the strategy to it. Um, I said on a podcast uh, that when we had to do our budgets, you know, we had to have a budget in a year in advance. So we had an operating budget and an operating plan one year in advance, two years in advance, five years in advance, and 10 years in advance. And we had the framework for a 25-year plan. Like we always did that. That was always fun because it's kind of like predicting the weather. You know, when you're a day, when you're 24 to 48 hours out from a weather event, they are really able to predict it well from that parameter. But when you are a week out, they just kind of, you know, and then when you look at the ones that kind of give you the 30 day, they just kind of trying to put together all of the previous information that they have. You know, you, you can't really, you know, how things are going to change. You can't call that with an amazing amount of accuracy. Like <laughs> you really just reaching for straws at that point. So um, that 25 year one, but I was always amazed at the level of detail we were able to do the five year one. At. And so that let me know that it is not impossible to get ahead. You don't have to plan right as you do. Like some people are planning month to month. Some people are planning week to week. And even worse, some people are planning day to day. Let me tell you something. It is hard to be ubiquitous if you're doing it on a day-to-day planning. If you're not sitting down one day out of the month, one day out of the week, and at least planning your strategy for how you're going to do things. And if you don't set a schedule that makes it easier. Uh, we did a a um, study skill, and we researched a study skill that's called chunking. And what chunking allows you to do is it takes related bits of information and you put them in groups so that you don't stress your working memory or your short-term memory out by trying to remember when and where something should go because you have this information in groups. You think about it, you do it in in the medical field, you do it in so many fields, like, you know, they break down biology into certain, you know, contexts. And then, so you don't have to remember everything about the context, but you have a basic working knowledge of what this context is. We do it with phone numbers. We start with area codes. Everybody knows what the area codes. And then the prefixes are usually assigned in a certain way. So basically, The hardest part is remembering those last four. So you chunk that information. And a good way to plan is, you know, for instance, my social media strategy. Monday is the day I'm going to come out and my goal is to dominate Monday. So I'm going to talk about the podcast is going to drop on Monday. I'm going to do a Monday morning mind hack. I'm going to do a 
the leadership development post. I'm going to do a shenanigans post of something crazy telling you that I'm on your timeline like that. I'm going to repub the podcast. I will talk about the book. There will be random John M. Singletary, Help Myself Network reminders just to put me in the conversation and random thoughts throughout the day. But I try to make sure that on Monday, my presence is felt very strongly so that people start to associate me with Mondays, you know? And then uh, on Tuesday, you know, I'm going to do some pub and other podcast. I'm going to talk about some other things I'm doing. That's kind of like a, you know, a time to kind of do some more random, well, not random, but more um, expansive uh, conversations about everything that I have going on. And Wednesday is specifically, hey, I'm pointing you out to the Help Myself Network, the book, speaker, coach, all of these things. And, you know, trying to point you that way. Thursday, I leverage Throwback Thursday. Um, sometimes I just have fun with it. Uh, a lot of times, um, one of the analytically, one of the things that's worked well for me is any post with LJ in it. Those posts always do very well. And so I use that post to get engagement. And I would use those opportunities to talk about a moment in the past in reference to a future. Um, you know, push you towards something in the future that I'm interested in getting you kind of engaged with, right? So, um, and then on Friday, man, we just get loose and fun with it. That's why I do toxic stuff on Instagram, just having fun. And then I use the weekend, obviously, to get everything together. But as someone that is out in the marketplace with an item for sale, that is always a great opportunity to be working to build awareness when everybody else is taking time off. And so that's a strategy. And it makes my job a lot easier because when I come into the week, even if I'm not certain what I'm going to post, which most days, you know, I kind of have most of it set up and then I can just fill in some of the spaces. But even in that situation, I have a guideline that shows me like I don't have to think about what I need to post. I have a guideline that, hey, these are the kind of things that you need to be posting in this moment. And so it's an amazing thing to get in front of the power curve. So I use fitness as an example, and I use fitness as an example often. But, you know, what you got going on is in January, you're going to have a lot of people that are getting back straight. Reason being. As we start to gear down at this time of the year, people start getting excited for Halloween. People start to get excited and start to break it down so that we can get to Thanksgiving and spend time with family. Then you got Christmas, we're on break, the weather changes. In a lot of places, it gets cold. In San Antonio, where I'm from, it just seems to never get cold. <laughs> you know, and then... Um, you know, you come into the new year and so you've done all this partying and celebrating and eating well and getting back in touch with the family. And then January, you come in, hey, you know, I've been really undisciplined for the last two, three months. You know, I really took advantage of this. Now it's time for me to get after it. And so you get the rush, the new year, new me crowd. And I applaud that because I applaud anyone 
that is getting into a gym or doing an activity to make their life better and getting their health. So I never look down on that. But as somebody that spends time in the gym, it's always crowded during that time. You have to be careful. You have to be thoughtful. Not only is it crowded, but there's people that are learning how to use the equipment and all kinds of things. But I've decided this year, I've been getting ramping up uh, my fitness efforts since early September. And I'm going to really hit them hard October, November, and December. Because what do you say? You know, I got maybe four or five days where we're talking about I can just really be out of pocket diet-wise and everything. You know, Thanksgiving, maybe the day before and a few days after, Christmas, you know, New Year's. Like, that might all sum up to five or six days. But in the meantime, while everybody's gearing down, I'm gearing up. So when we come into the new year, I've got a leg up because I have already met the goals that most people are starting with. And you can utilize this same strategy in everything that you're doing. Like while everybody is gearing up and saying, we're going to get started this new year, this new in quarter four, you pretty much know what's worked and what hasn't worked. You've got a good idea. You got three quarters worth of evidence, data, and analytics to tell you what's been working, what hasn't been working. You can really sit down, take some time and look at what works, what doesn't work, what you can do differently. Think about some things that you want to do differently. And you can be spending this last quarter getting prepared to finish strong and start fresh. So it's quarter four, people. Listen, every day is an opportunity to live the best life you've ever lived. But I would be remiss if I did not sit down and give you the strategies to go in and make amazing changes in your life. And I would really like to see you do that. I'd really like to see you just do some amazing things, not only because you're worth it, but because you're more than capable. So it's quarter four. Remember those planning techniques that I gave you, the pessimistic planning. This is guarding against your weaknesses, the um, realistic planning. This is analytic and data-driven. What worked, what didn't work, let's implement, let's remove. And then your audacious planning. What are the big swings that we're gonna take? What are the things we're gonna take on that could possibly push us to the next level? And as you do those things, take advantage while everybody else is sleeping and partying and doing all the things they're doing, it's time for you to be laying in the cut, prepared to dominate. And then when the new year comes, you'll come out ready for war when they're just getting started. And it'll be no contest. No contest, my people. All we do is win, win, win. <laughs> no matter what. Shout out to DJ Khaled. <laughs> but listen, I'm going to close this with like I always do. Listen, I can't help myself. I've got to encourage. I've got to inspire. I've got to empower. But I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together? <laughs>